Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are asking the question, how often do Christians doubt and is doubt a sign of unbelief? This question has had no precedent in some Christians' mind, yet in others, it is a plague that eats to the very core of who they are in their Christian walk. It's going to be a good conversation. So, Fuller, are you ready? Let's go. Let's hit it. Thank you for joining us at Real Talk Christian, a place where real Christians talk about real issues impacting the community and the world as it pertains to Christians. Now here are your hosts, Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. What's up, Mark? We're playing the game of who's going <laughs> to yeah, start like, first. Right. Hey, Dude, first so, recording of 2020. First recording of 2020. Now, it's not the first episode of 2020, no. but it's the first time we've been together since, I think, July or not July? July, <laughs> November, Holy like twentieth or week after Thanksgiving. Week after week no, before Thanksgiving. Week before Thanksgiving. So for those of you guys who don't know, I, I know some people are like, "What? You guys don't record this and publish it the same day? Like, what? yeah, like <laughs> we recorded the last like six episodes all before like, Thanksgiving. Crazy, yeah. and then we had Thanksgiving, we had Christmas, we had New Year's, right? And okay, I was gonna say it like for a pastor. That Thanksgiving out. rush was insane. And then it's like, okay, we had, you know, Sunday services, which were huge. And then right. we had Tuesday services, and I was at church all day getting ready for that. And mm-hmm. then Turner had Christmas on Wednesday. Oh, guess what, guys? We have church again on Sunday. Sunday. Yep. And it was just like, what the? Oh, my goodness. Like, this is absolutely nuts. And it was also a huge service, too. Like, we did well, a special yeah, service. You had, you had the Christmas Eve service. Then you had Christmas. Then you had Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Then you and the youth and Randy always get together yep. for your the New Year's, New Year's party. Eve party. And then now we're here recording tonight. <laughs> and, and then we got church tomorrow. And I've been painting in the house right. and fixing up drywall and mud and sand. Yeah. And you know the game. Oh, I know very well. Dude, we're dad tired. Uh, dude, I so I'm so excited that... Dude, okay, I'm just tell, gonna, tell our I'm people going about to, this. Give a shout out. I'm just going to shout out the... If, if if you're a dad and you're tired, or you're thinking about being a dad, you will or, be tired, or or anything. Get the book "Dad Tired" by Jared Lopez. We'll, we'll put it in show notes. We'll put the show notes. So this book, I just got it for Christmas, and I've been reading through it. And the very first chapter, and you know, I'm a I'm a bit of a softy. I ain't even gonna lie. It's real talk. But I cried like reading the first chapter. Like it was like so powerful. Like the first twelve pages. Like no, well, however many pages it was. I don't know if it's twelve or. But, but I, I haven't read it yet. But I haven't read it. I haven't it was, too many other books It was myself. so good. It was like so powerful. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it because I want you guys to go out there and read it for yourself. Uh, Jared Lopez is the publisher, the writer and publisher of the Dad Tired. He also has the Dad Tired podcast. Yep. And then there is a group on Facebook um, called Dad Tired, where it's a bunch of dads. It's a community of dads that. Uh, kind of lean on each other for prayer and advice and stuff like that through through the Facebook page. So it's pretty yes. awesome. So so we'll put a lot of links in the show notes. If you did not know, we actually do have show notes. So show you notes. can always go 
and take a look. I'm trying to pull up the Facebook group right now. Yeah, there are 10,000 members in due, in, in, uh, not in due tire, but in dad tire. Dad tired, yeah. And like, I know you and I are part of it. Um, a couple other people. I think uh, Hornig's involved with it. Soche's in it. Yep. And tons of other people. I and think Paul, Paul Ingren, I yeah, believe, yeah, is Paul's part of it, it now. Yeah, because so. he, was, he was commenting on yep. some things. Yeah, there's everything just... from theology. I'm looking at it right now. Everything from theology to cultural issues like alcohol and drinking mm-hmm. to, hey, I'm assembling a crib and this isn't working. What do I do? Yeah. And what, is there a better tool? And Yeah, it's just it's, it's a great resource for dads to kind of lean on each other. Christian dads. It's like, how Christian. do you get through grocery shopping with all your kids? I mean, yeah. they're just Cheez-Its. But like, <laughs> like, like, Everything under the sun is right. talked about this guitar. Like, has anyone learned to play guitar in the last year? Right. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a great. I'm pretty pretty uh, active um, with the Facebook page, um, reading and commenting and trying to give advice where I I can. So. I'll be honest, I'm not. I Dude, mean, <laughs> I'm I'm looking through it every day, a couple times a day, and like that's the only Facebook interaction I have now. Is right. With is with that. And so. see, I do that with youth pastor forums, yeah. youth pastor so. forums, and church marketing and all that kind of stuff. So if you're on Facebook, you are a dad. Check out Dad Tired; it's a good place to go. But beyond that, oh, beyond that. So beyond Dad Tired, uh, another. So I got the Dad Tired book for Christmas. My wife bought it for me for Christmas. Thank you, Janelle. Something else that she got for me, dude. This was this is cool. So Mark and I, and, and you know, Mark, we should really take a picture of this and, and tie it into our stuff. But uh, we got real talk Christian mugs, coffee mugs. We my, do. My wife made me one, and then she made Mark one. Uh, so we have actual the the two only on the on the face of the earth coffee mugs for RTC right now. Dude, we got the originals. We got the originals. So. Hopefully, we got the OG coffee mugs, bro. Hopefully, we've been talking a lot about uh, trying to get some stuff out there, some shirts and coffee mugs, stuff like that. So, hopefully, this year, maybe in six to eight months, we'll have more of that figured out. And are are, are we gonna have real talk Christian coffee as well? Eventually, yeah. Because that's kind of yeah, one of your, your hobbies. You uh, yeah, pick that's up the hobby I'm starting to research on right now is is actually roasting coffee. So, yeah, hopefully, eventually, we'll. Uh, We'll be there and have our own RTC coffee. <laughs> Dude, that's just so, like, that's it. That's what this is all about, man. It's having fun and, right. and, and doing this. So we got new mugs. We did. You got new. I got some students. We got some Southside Student Mint yeah. Swag. We both representing that. Oh, yeah. So I think we're ready for our conversation. Yeah. Uh Oh, wait. Wait, there's one more thing there's I want to ask thing. you. How has your New Year's resolution oh, been going? Nailed it. Nailed it I've every lost, time? Dude, I have already lost. You know, twenty inches <laughs> off wait, your height. Wait, why? <laughs> Sorry, that, that was a, a little bit of a short joke. I I had to lie on my license how tall I was again last week. She was like, "How tall are you?" She goes, "Are you still five ten? And I just went, mm-hmm. <laughs> "I'm not. I'm 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 five nine. I'm not even five ten. But you're, I'm like, I need that double digit you're on the five end. nine and three quarters. Close my, enough. My joke is, is if I go to the chiropractor, I'm five ten. <laughs> But when right. I'm not, I'm five nine. Right yep. now, I am 100 percent five nine, and my hair's whacked off, so it's not huge. So you're really five seven now with your hair gone. Yeah, we can go. <laughs> we'll, we'll, roll, we'll roll with that. We'll roll with that. But no, New Year's resolutions have been good. Good. Um, for the last six months, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast at all. Maybe we have, but um, the last uh, I would say six or seven months, I've been hanging on to a pastor's called "Be Still and Know That I'm God." Mm-hmm. That kind of got me through 2019. 
and I'm going to carry that into 2020. Yeah. Um, with your prodding, you're like, don't switch your verse, like keep your verse. Yeah, I, but, think, I think it's a good verse for you, man. But I mentioned this, that this might be my word, um, and I think I'm going to make this my word, and it's that word, behold. Yeah, you had mentioned that in the last podcast. I mentioned so. it, yeah, because the creator of my one word, that was his word for 2019 or something like that. Right. I'm like, that's pretty sweet. And I was, you know, my, uh, my mentor, my counselor, he's been trying to keep my focus on Above all else, you're a child of God, no matter what yeah. happens or what you think you're doing well versus not. Because for you Enneagram lovers, that's another episode we need to do. I'm an Enneagram three wing two, which basically means I'm an achiever and I am the sum amount of my achievements. Mm. So if I don't live up to my achievements, I'm a failure. And he goes, that don't matter. You're still a child of God. That's what really matters. Right. Um, Knowing who it, your identity is. Exactly. So it's behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons, the daughters that's of God. The, that's, that's the verse you're that's tying the in verse with the word. From, from the word behold. So, yeah. so my word is more of a not to make myself, because some people's word is like uh, joy, which was mine last year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have more joy or right. I'm going to have more this. I'm going to have more. But no, it's more like, no, I'm going to turn my word and make it external. Mm-hmm. And rather than go to build myself to focus on the one person being father who can actually, let's be honest, is the only one who can do anything. Right. And who um, deserves all who the deserves praise, all the praise honor, and right? Glory. And so, like, even the other day, man, like, so, like, okay, I had one of those, I had a behold moment. I didn't yeah. tell you this. I had a behold moment of like, okay, God, you're so good. Thank you. I'll have joy in the moment. And because I was at Starbucks, I'm always there. <laughs> I stepped in a pothole. Ooh. And my entire, and it was, it was uh, New Year's Eve and it was raining. I was trying to go to that New Year's Eve party and my whole foot went, into this pothole oh, and my man. whole shoe came out dripping wet pants were soaked <laughs> and on the way home i'm i was getting ticked i'm like i'm gonna be late it's not gonna be good and i'm like nope nope all right think about how good how good god's been to you mark i'm like okay thank god that i have 20 more pairs of shoes and more clean socks and clean pants and oh hey hey i have a car to drive so i don't right. have to walk in this rain and it reminds it, me of the it's, uh, a, it's a mind shift change of you know? that that line that came from uh god's not dead all the uh, all the time, God is good, and God is good all the time. Dude, that's like the old school Easter welcome, man. Is it? No, well, no, that's He's risen, He's risen indeed. Yeah, that's right. our our pastor used to get up and say something like that, like God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, yeah. But it's it's that that it was really made well known in the Christian community after the God's, God's not, not dead. dead. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So so but yeah, that's so, what that reminds me of. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like I you're guess. sitting here talking about, it and it's like, oh yeah, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. So I will say this then. So in the last. I mean, I don't want to, like, thankfully, I don't have a, uh, a Ross moment from friends where it's like, it's only the second day in January <laughs> and it's already going terrible. Like, it's been four days. Yeah. And by the time recording, it's been about a week and a half. In, and already my word has forced me to go, nope, mm. focus on God, how yeah. good he's been to you, what does it mean to be his son? So it's already mm-hmm. caused me to keep focus. Wow. so That's awesome, dude. That's yeah, cool. It's, it's cool. What about you, my friend? Because you, you didn't have New Year's resolutions. You had Fuller's life resolutions. Yes. Yeah. Yep, Chris's, Chris, well, what did I call it? Chris's life resolutions. Chris's life yeah. resolutions. <laughs> uh, it's been challenging. I mean, we're, what, four days in, five days in yep. to the new year right now when we're recording this. And day one, day one, I had a situation happen within my family um, that I had to be the peacemaker. And it's it's hard. And I had to be, like, day one had to be pleasing to God. Like, all the stuff that I said, I, and if, if you don't remember it, it was be a peacemaker. Only do things that are pleasing to God. Always do the work of the Lord. Triumph in Christ. Die to self every day. Walk by faith. And always be rejoicing in the Lord. So day one was very uh, stressful 
because I had a couple situations that challenged me in all those ways, and I'm like, here we go. Thanks, Lord. <laughs> Thanks for uh, putting the fire to my feet here. But uh, so far, it's it's gone very well uh, with the Lord's help. It's nothing that I'm doing. It's all Him. And um, I, I was, we were talking about it before the podcast, mm-hmm. but my wife has even said uh, in the past five years, she's noticed the work that God has done in me. And again, it's nothing I've done. It's all what He has done in me, um, that these certain situations, I would not have been the peacemaker. I would not have died to myself. I would not have walked by faith. I, like, you know, the, all these things that I have, the Chris's life resolutions, uh, I wouldn't have even been close to being able to, to continue on with those day one <laughs> because of who I was. And so it's that dying to self every day and letting the Lord work in my heart and in my life that allows me to be able to continue on with these things. So yeah, it's that's where I'm at, bro. Dude, so we've already had to have the 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 moments of uh, for for lack of a better word, uh the 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 testing to yeah. make sure that we actually are cuz you know, sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you pray to God, it's like, "Oh, test my faith." It's like, "Do you really know what you're praying for there, buddy?" <laughs> so, when, when we were in church last week, and, oh, and and that yeah. that pastor Scott the dangerous said, prayer. said let's do the dangerous prayer because we had a whole thing where we we talked about things we prayed last that week. Was a, at that was a sermon I did like a year ago. And and I'm not gonna lie, when we first got to church and I'm looking at this thing, I was like, this is dumb. Like this looks stupid. Like, <laughs> and so you. I was like, I told Janelle, I'm like, I'm not writing anything down. I'm just gonna sit here quietly. And <clears throat> the more I sat there, the Lord's like, you know. You really need to be involved, and I started getting involved. I started like crying, like tearing up in church and everything, and like I fo- like God changed my heart right then and there, and it was great for me. Uh, but one of the things that that Scott had said, or you guys, I don't know who wrote it, if it was Scott or if it was you, or exactly that was pro- that was the first service where it was a tag team service, oh. where all three of us planned all the well, different parts came together. Whoever said together, I'm, I'm guessing it was the dangerous prayer came from you though. Yeah, that one was for me. Which yeah. actually I got it from Craig Rochelle, so, so I can't claim it. As soon as I read that, I look back at you. I'm like, I ain't doing this because I know what it's it means. Well, and, and and that's just it. Like one of my teens, even like when I I was, I was preaching a prayer series, and I ended the very last week was, "What's the most dangerous prayer you can ever?" And it pray? comes out of Psalms, right? It comes out of Psalms. Yeah. Uh, I am terrible at references. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember. But it's, but it's uh, search me or search me, oh God, and know my heart. Right. Um, test me, see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Right. And when you, and so 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 I I, I teach that 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 message in the the student ministry. Uh, it might even been two years from now. And one of my teens, she was like, "Yeah, bet. Like, let's see what happens." Yeah, I and, remember her telling me this story. And after she prayed that prayer. Oh man, she got she got hammered. She got hammered from every angle of yep. life, and it was just over and over and over and over. And and after that, she goes, "I ain't listening to a thing you say. Anything else? Anything else you say, Mark? I ain't doing. I ain't listening." Well, like that was that's that. why I was like, "I'm not doing it because I know what it means that if I do it, I'm going to say it from the heart, and God is going to." <laughs> but I ended up doing it anyways, and God has been working out things in me so already, and we're only. Not even a weekend. <laughs> and, and maybe this is a good transition into the conversation yep. that we're trying to have with doubt. And because a lot of Christians struggle with, oh, there's hard things in life. There's situations yeah. that I can't control. And all of a sudden, that little cancer creeps in. Um, of, yeah. Maybe God's not good. Or, or maybe there isn't a God. Right. Well, I mean, 
uh, you know, I pulled up from um, Barna.com, which oh, yeah, we've we used them. In, we've we've used them several times in the past, but sixty-five uh, percent of confessing Christians. Now, this is confessing. You know, we there's a whole other podcast that can be had, be you know, based on confessing Christians and actual Christians. Right, right. Um, but sixty-five percent of confessing Christians have claimed to have had doubt in their faith either in the past or currently. Sixty-five percent. That's a lot. That's a that's a big number. But I'm going to say this. In my past, I've been part of that 65%. Well, I want to ask those people who are not part of the 65, like th- that extra, what is that, 35%? Yeah. And it's like, how do you not? Right. Like, what, has life been that cushy? Like, I don't know. Or, or is it people who are just saved and they're new? Or, or are they just confessing Christians, but they're not actual? I mean, you know, like, right. it yeah, could be all that. I mean, yeah. I know that... Uh, for me, the the doubt always seeps in, and it's not like I doubt that Christ is who He says He is. It's more like, am I really saved? Because I'm such a horrible person. I'm such a bad person. Mm. Uh, can He really love me? And I know I've talked to others that are like, I've done these horrible things. How can God forgive me? How can God love me? So, so that's not so much a doubt if God's there or not, but it's, it's doubting whether my faith is real, though, or if, or if, if I'm if really, you really saved. Are saved right. If you were saved, you wouldn't be acting that way. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I guess that's more what I see as doubting okay. of faith. What do you see? Are you seeing like, I don't know if Christ is real or not? Because in, in my version of what I just talked about, that can play into it, too. Right. So I'm going to... I'll put this in the show notes as well. Um, but there's a book out there called Not Forsaken by Louis Giglio out of Passion oh, Church. Oh, Louis. Which they just had Passion Conference. Mm-hmm. Holy snaps. Like, the multimedia was... Like, it. I'm in a place in my career where I see that kind of stuff, and I stress out because I'm like, someone had to do that. Yeah. And in our church, it would be me, and I ain't doing that. <laughs> but uh, but no, so so the book Not Forsaken by, by Louis Giglio, in that he talks about... Uh, Again, reclaim that identity of, no, you're a son of God, you're right. a daughter of God. And he talks about how you relate to God is most often how you relate to your earthly father. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I mean, uh, at, at this point, if people haven't heard episode one, my dad died when I was 10. Right. And then my stepdad left us two years after my him and my mom got married. So for me, it's more not the fact of, like, like where I have doubts in God is not so much the fact of, oh, I'm a dirty, rotten sinner, how could God love me? But it's more the fact of, I'm praying, but are my prayers going anywhere? Mm, yeah. I'm I'm scared, but is there anyone consoling me? Right. I'm I'm trying to live the best way I can, but what if I'm just grinding it out, but there's nothing there to support me? Or, you know, I've heard other people say, How can God allow bad things to happen to good people? You know, right. that's that's a big one. Or it see that actually doesn't like, bother me. That one doesn't bother me. I don't me, feel actually. like God loves me, you know, those types of things could also make you doubt. So, so it seems like there might even be two categories. One where those who doubt God because of they know they're either not not doubt God but doubt their salvation because they know their sin. They 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 understand there's oh this this God's so holy. How on earth could He ever love yeah. someone like me? And then there's the flip side where it's is it, He's invisible. We can't see Him. Right. He's not a being. He's outside of time. He's outside right. of space. Huh? Yeah. Like, like, is is there really a God there? And if there is, and then this is where my other thought goes: is okay, may, uh, sure, like, like, there's obvious proof there's a God. 
that there's there had to have been some sort of creator. There had to be some sort of intelligent designer. But is he just out there and we're just here? And then when we die, that's it. It doesn't really matter mm-hmm. what I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's look at a couple couple scripture. I wrote down um, some things that the Bible talks about doubt. First scripture is James 1, 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask of God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. It's kind of a bleak, uh, a bleak passage there. <laughs> As a so, human, I don't like it. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what I mean? So the first thing is like, oh, man, it, uh, you know, that's kind of why we talked about is doubting a sin. You know, we look at that scripture and we're like, man, if I'm just reading that scripture, yeah, it kind of sounds like I'm... It, it does. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, just, but, I'm reading it over and over, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts like the wave of the sea and that person should not expect to receive anything from God. So it's kind of that that idea of like, oh, shoot, so since I don't think God's there, I'm screwed? So that's why I tied in um, John 20, verses 24 through 29, and all of anybody who's been in church probably yeah. knows this one. Doubting, Doubting Thomas. Thomas. Did God... Did God... He chastised him a little bit. He said, oh, ye of little faith. Right. Um, but he didn't say, you're no longer a believer of mine. You're not one of my chosen you're you're you know he didn't cast him out because he doubted if christ had risen from the grave which is one of the things we got to believe jesus is lord he's risen from the grave and he saved us and so. that's it and 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 the, the, the finished story church history says that thomas made it all the way to india right and was just you know sharing his faith left and right and then was murdered for his faith out there so i think more more than just i, I think james is more talking about um, if you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. I think this is more like the wisdom of God, and that if you ask, uh, you must believe and not doubt, because one who doubts. So it's basically talking about it's your talking mind. About, your, it's, your mindset. It's talking about doubting about the wisdom that you're asking for. Right, exactly. Okay, and that's how you're tossed back and forth, to and fro, as a wave tossed in the sea. And then I think John is, you know, in John twenty talking about Dotting Thomas, I think that scripture is more about the interaction of Thomas and his doubting and his unbelief of that Christ had risen mm-hmm. and that he had actually needed proof. And I love what Jesus told him. You know, this is, this is so great for anybody that's doubting whether Christ is real or not. He said, because you have seen me, he's talking to Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Hey, that's us. Hey, that's all of us that are Christians here today because... If you have seen Jesus, I guess you're an apostle. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because that, that's what all the people that had seen Jesus alive after his resurrection are, were apostles that believed, you know. But uh, I've never seen, like, I've seen Jesus in others. Like, right. But I've never but seen, never like, seen... Jesus holding out his hands. Like, I have dr- have dreams where, I, you know, my mind thinks up of what Jesus may be. And, I, you know, but it's not. It, it, it's, it's not it's, Jesus. No, it's it's a it's a for lack of a better word, it's what your mind creates right. it to be rather than a figment of the imagination standing right in front of you. Right. Um, but I, I don't think it's any. 
I think it's fair to say though that that I would say most people from from my own experience have doubts in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. You I, know, I think doubting is is a natural things that we as humans do. Um, you know, I, if I'm looking at my my favorite sports team, which happens to be the Tigers. I'll go with the Tigers, even though I'm wearing Baseball, my Notre, Detroit I'm, Tigers. I'm wearing my Notre Dame socks I right saw now. Those. Yeah, they're pretty legit. Hell. But uh but my Tigers, you know, if they're down, you know, nine to nothing in the eighth inning, I'm but doubting that they're gonna win. TV turns yeah, off. Yeah, I'm turning off the TV. Uh, you know, that's just kind of a worldly thing. Um but even like I think back to Gideon, you know, Gideon throws out the fleece. Back in the book of Judges. Back in the book of Judges, right. Uh did I break the I don't think I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, Judges 6, 36 <laughs> through 40. I did. Uh, so, or like Moses, you know, Moses not thinking he was good enough to speak, so he's doubting that he's, he's God's telling him he's the guy that's supposed to lead Israel out of Egypt, and he's doubting that he's the one, even though God's telling him, you are the one. <laughs> like, right. I, so I think it's natural. Um, it's a natural thing for humans to doubt in some way, shape, or form, and if you think about it, if we didn't doubt who we were before, like when we hear the good oh, news, okay, I see if you don't, going. if you don't doubt, like, hey, maybe I got this wrong, you're never gonna know who Jesus is, right? So, no. in some way, doubting is not a bad thing if it leads you to Christ, but you have to be careful. It can it can be a dangerous crowd that leads you astray, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I think it's only natural. I would venture to say that. A hundred percent of mankind has doubted at one time or another. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, so, so here's a curveball I'm going to throw at you. Okay. So, because a lot of times we talk about sin and things that are going on in the world, and mm-hmm. it was a result of the fall. Thanks, Adam and Eve. You guys could have not eaten that fruit. That would have been nice. Thank you. Right. But we we blame a lot of things on on the fall. You know, we we blame everything from natural disasters to sickness to cancer to disease to death, right. suffering, pain, all these different things because the Bible says so. And right. obviously the world that God created was good, perfect, and we broke it right. because of sin. But was doubt a part of the fall? Oh, yeah. Or was it not? Because what happened with Adam and Eve when they were tempted by the serpent? What what did Satan say to Eve? He said, did God really say? Right. Or did he? She, do you think that's kind of what he made he said? her doubt? He that, made her doubt right. before sin entered the world. It's a tactic of Satan that has been here since the beginning of humanity. Right. So, so I guess what I'm what I'm I'm leaning towards the fact of it's a weapon that Satan uses, mm-hmm. and right. because temptations when we're drawn away from with with our own lust, and right. we have a lust of doubt. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just what humans apparently have always had since right. the beginning. So, so I think it's fair to say that we all doubt, like you said, in some way, shape, or form. So I guess the question is, is what do we do then when doubt arises? Because it's going to come. Well, I think there's, you know, I had wrote down seven things to try to remember when doubt hits. Dang. So, man, normally it's three points in a yeah. poem for a sermon. You got seven. So I've got some scriptures attached that you can look up in reference. We'll put, put them in the show notes. Yep. But uh, just just seven things that I found um, that can help you during the time of doubt. Number one, you are a new creation in Christ. The old man has been buried, and you rise anew with Christ because of the blood that he has shed for us. That comes from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Number two, God will never leave you or forsake you. 
He is always with us, and nothing can separate us from his love. That comes from Romans 8, 38, and 39. Point number three, when Christ died on the cross, he died for all sin, past, present, and future, and his forgiveness is everlasting. Psalms 103. That whole chapter right there of Psalms is pretty awesome. Uh, Number four, you, you are blessed when you put your trust in God. He is faithful. That comes from Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. Number five, don't trust the way you feel, for all man's hearts are deceitful. That comes from Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10. So same same chapter, just continue on from point four. Number six, ask God to change your heart. Psalms 51, 10. Number seven, ask God to renew your mind. And that comes from Romans 12, 2. So those are my seven points to try to help you uh, in those doubting situations, know who you are and know your identity in Christ. And, and I would say that those seven things mainly go to the fact of what do you do if am I am I truly a Christian? Right. Because I think we we need to separate that where we have the I doubt I'm a Christian because of how I'm living versus mm-hmm. I doubt that God even exists and right. all these different things. And it's funny. It's one of those things where um, I think we've talked about it. It's going to sound arrogant, but. I don't really struggle with am I a believer or not because right. I I, I well, don't I, struggle with that, but I, I do struggle with, okay, what if this whole Jesus thing was a hoax? And right. then all the other doubts have come along with it. Well, let me uh, let me throw in a point eight then. Oh, okay, let's go. This is off the top of my head, so uh, but God is the creator of all things, mm-hmm. living and non-living. And what I mean by that is things that have died. Right, right, living. right, yep. That comes from Genesis one one, right in the beginning, right smack dab, right in the beginning. Which is cool because you know there's God so much the heavens and the earth. theology in that first verse where it just says in the beginning God. Yeah, like I, I, I won't go too far down this rabbit trail since last episode we went a lot down a lot, but I had my teens imagine and like like think back and I had them walk back all through history and say, all right now keep going and don't stop. Right, and they're like. Uh, I'm like, all right, now go the opposite way, past where you live. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's insane to think that God has always been, God has always been there. Right. Um, and for for those of you, and, and, you know, this is where it gets a little different. Like, we all come into everything with a pre-notion and a pre-bias and, and a, um, what, what is it? We it, It's a type of apologetic where it's... Uh, Basically, the idea of we have to go and we all have preconceived ideas and notions. We've got to tear those walls down to realize, no, there really is something bigger out there. Right. Um, but if you're having doubts to know, okay, did Jesus really rise from the grave? Or, or is that a lie? Because we all have, we, there's proof. I mean, even secular historians say, yeah, there was a man called Jesus of Nazareth, right. Nazareth who led a movement. And now this whole thing exploded in Christianity. Time Magazine well, wrote a beautiful even, article on on, on, his, on the Jesus who lived. Right. But... That doesn't mean he's the son of God. I, I just read an article the other day that um, the Palestinians were celebrating Christmas and the birth of Jesus, and the reason being is because they believe that he is a prophet. Yeah, just like uh, Muhammad. I think that's well. That's 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 yeah, um, Muhammad. Uh, the the Muslim, the Islamic right, so, faith. Yeah, Jesus yeah. is a prophet, just like yeah, Muhammad. Right. So they believe no that Jesus. They believe Jesus was real, but they don't believe he was the Son of God. And that's right. where John one one comes in. Of in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is referring to Jesus. And the Word was God. Or wait, in the beginning was the Word, and, and the, the word, word was God. And no, the Word was with God. God and the word, word was God. The same was in the beginning. And all things 
that were created by him. Without him, nothing would be no, nothing yeah. would be made that was made. Right. Exactly. And in him was the light of in him was the the light of life and right. the light of man. And then they continues with John the Baptist, and then the Word became flesh and right. dwelt among us. Yes. Um, but I do want to drop this though. If if you are struggling with knowing. Can is Jesus real? Jesus among all the other gods? How can he be the one? Mm-hmm. I want to drop three names. All right, drop them. three. I'm going to drop them from the holy smokes will bur- like blow your brains out to the you can understand them. So the first guy's name is William Lane Craig. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. He's an apologist. Mm-hmm. Um, talks all about um, evidential. Uh, evidential apologist. Let's just look at all the evidence, and it points to the fact of, no, Jesus actually is who he says he is. Um, right. I had a book from his, and I can't remember if I read it in undergrad or in seminary, but I that was one of those books where I literally sped read and then Cliff noted, because he mm-hmm. used a lot of big words. Um, <laughs> Soche, William Lane Craig actually was a big influencer in in, uh, in Pastor Brando's life. Uh, so William Lane Craig is the first name. Uh, the second one, he was down at Passion this past year, but Ravi Zacharias. He's from India, so he has a really thick Indian accent. That's the, that's. I'm sorry, rabbit trail. No, no, the story I told you the other day that we were talking about at Starbucks, the rabbi that I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, that's who it was. But he's not a rabbi. Rabbi Zacharias. Maybe, maybe it's somebody different. Anyways, yeah, sorry. But, but, Anyways, but Rabbi Zacharias with Rabbi Zacharias Ministries, he travels all over college campuses and has debates. Um, he ha- is welcome into like the prestige places in Saudi Arabia and all these different things. Uh, incredible platform. Um, so he does a podcast, or his ministry has multiple podcasts that they do about this type of conversation. And then the last one is the... Um, well, they just made a movie uh, all about him. Case for the Christ. The Case for Christ. Yeah, I was just looking that up because I have that book, and it's a really good book. Yeah, by... so The Case for Christ, and there's also there's The Case for Miracles and all these different things. Yeah, by and Lee Strobel. By Lee Strobel. And I'm like... I kept I was stalling because I'm like the name just disappeared. I'm like case for Christ, case for Christ. Yeah. But Lee Strobel's the other one where he was a um, Chicago reporter and his wife went was invited to church. She went. She decided to follow Jesus. And he I, I think part of it was his competitive nature, but he was also a actually award winning publicist. He said, "All right, I'm going to research this to prove you wrong." Mm. And guess mm. what? He and from his perspective, like he's like, "Ah, oh, crap, I'm screwed," because all the evidence pointed the fact of there was a Jesus. He did what he claimed he 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 did what he claimed to do. He is the Son of God. Here's all the evidence and the reasons that Christianity is the one true religion that follows the one true God, Yahweh. Which honestly, us in Israel worship the same God. However, the Bible says no man comes to the Father but through Jesus. Right. So that's where the separation is between Judaism and Christianity, right? In Christendom. So. Um, but he did all the research, and his story and all the research can be found in A Case for Christ. Um, but then he also does Case for Creator with DNA. He does Case for Miracles, which is a little little bit more hokey, in my opinion. Um, there's Case for Easter, Case for Christmas, all these different things. So I would say if you're struggling on the opposite end of, is there even a God? I don't know if there is. I'm doubting that he exists. Man, bolster your faith with some William Lane Craig, with some Ravi Zacharias, with some Lee Strobel, and there's so many other people. You reach out to me, I can get you a book in about a split second. Right. So that's my my yeah, my two good. cents. So I so I think we got to make sure we keep those two separated. Where if you have doubts in your faith of am I actually a Christian, those seven slash eight things to remember of your creation in Christ, God will never leave you. Jesus died on the cross and He rose again. 
And, you know, we're blessed if we, when we put our faith in him. And we aren't supposed to base our beliefs on our feelings, but let our feelings match our beliefs. Right. I, I like, ooh, I should write that one. <laughs> Hold so, up. So while you're writing that, yeah. I want to I wanna give a quote by Charles Spurgeon. Oh, and let's go, I'm, Spurgey. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Spurgeon guy. You know, he, after every sermon, he smoked a cigar to the glory of God. <laughs> Already. That's his quote. <laughs> And he's a Baptist. I didn't know that. But and he's a okay. Baptist. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, he said, I do not believe there ever existed a Christian yet who did not not now and then doubt his interest in God and Jesus. I think when a man says, I never doubt, it is quite time for us to doubt him. <laughs> it, doubt is something. Read, read, read that one more time okay. in case someone, Eli, missed it. <laughs> Hi, Eli. I do not believe... There ever existed a Christian yet who did not now and then doubt an interest in Jesus. I think when a man says, I never doubt, it is time for us to doubt that man or him, is the way he put it. And, and to me, um, so he's basically, Charles Spurgeon is basically saying it's not 65%, it's 100%. Yeah. And, and that's more, uh, to me, you know, we, we kind of categorized it in, in two different spectrums of whether. Christ really exists, doubting that way, or I'm not good enough, or my sins are so overwhelming that, you know, how can my Christianity be real because there's no way that, that Christ could ever forgive somebody like me. Regardless, that whole, both those categories, I think it covers um, what he's saying, that it's 100% of Christians have doubted at a time mm-hmm. that... Uh, are they actually a Christian? Or right, does or that even any exist, interest in or... Jesus. Um. There's another thing C.S. Lewis said. He said, uh, I think the trouble with me is lack of faith. Often when I pray, I wonder if I am not posting letters to a non-existent address. So to me... I mean, that's kind of where I said, yeah. Yeah, right. It hits your second category. Yeah. But it, anybody, I, I think every Christian or most Christians know who C.S. Lewis is. Mm-hmm. And if he's admitting that he has trouble with lack of faith at times... Um, I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying don't that, feel alone. And, and that's what it is, is don't feel alone. I mean, right. it's the same same struggle with people who struggle with porn, with alcoholism, with drugs. You know, you're not the only one out there who's struggling. So, and, and this was kind of, I was thinking about ending with this with my closing thought is, and this is what the purpose of the local church is for. Right. Is finding other believers, not to say, oh, we all suck together, let's do it. But the fact of, no, I've been there, I know the struggle, but this is where Second Corinthians comes in is, I've lived this. I know how to help get you through. So let's do this together and right. encourage one another. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I even had a, a conversation with my parents, and they even said, because um, they're on the road a lot mm-hmm. for, for their job, and, and they were saying that their spiritual walk has suffered because they are not at church every mm. single Sunday. And so if you're having doubts and then you're pulling yourself away from, from church, you're, I mean, you're almost asking to yeah. get punched in the face because Satan's going to come. I mean, it's, it's the idea of Satan isn't going to attack where he know he can't. Right, infiltrate or in some way, shape, or form. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously Satan won't win at the end of the day, but well, no, at the end of time, I should say, right. but he can win some battles. Oh yeah, definitely. And his he knows that he's not going to win the overall war. What he's looking at is to take as many of God's people down with him. Yep, that's what he's looking for. Cool. So I guess my final thought. Yeah, what are be, yours, man? Let's go. Stay f- uh, firm in God's word and immerse yourself in prayer. Um, Satan can use doubt to destroy us. Be on your guard. And do not dwell on doubting of your faith too long. If you are having struggles with it, you know, talk to somebody, a pastor, a trusted friend, 
um, but somebody that knows God's word and, and can help you through those those times of doubt and unbelief. And if for some reason you don't have somebody, you can always reach out to us at Real Talk Christian Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on what you're struggling with, I think Mark or I or both of us, you know, we can give you our phone number through private message and we can pray with you and talk with you. Um, just reach out to us and, and let us know what you need. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely stay immersed in God's word and in prayer. Um, closer you are to God, the farther you are away from falling into Satan's trap. <laughs> it's true. So. It's true. And, and I, I'm kind of curious too, if, if there's anything we missed, I mean, we, we say this and I, I get some texts every now and then from, from, from various listeners, but if there's something that helps you when when your faith is getting tested or you've have had your faith tested and you said this mm-hmm. is what got me through right let us know yeah. man i mean it's like you know we we're all here we're sharing experiences we're doing life together yeah um at least i hope people are doing life together right but it's 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 we want to know like we want to know like what are things you have done when you have doubted your faith to help continue your walk with yeah, Jesus. What, what's helped you what have what's helped others that you know of you know, let us know. Yeah. We want to know your thoughts, too. Please do. Please do. So. But I think it's time to land this plane. Don't you think so? Yeah. I, and when we land the plane, we don't just say bye. No, that would be... That would be boring. That would be really boring. We want to have fun. So let's have fun <laughs> facts. Fun facts with Fuller. So I was trying to tee myself 2020 up so edition. Hard. 2020 edition. <laughs> Is this going to be more cheese? Prob- more cheese. Probably. <laughs> All right. I'm. All right. Uh, yeah. I posted these ones this I sh- time. I shouldn't have read this one because <laughs> I still don't believe it. So a U.S. town has a three or had a three-year-old mayor. In the small town of Dorset, Minnesota, where a new mayor is picked every two years by drawing names out of a hat, a three-year-old named Robert Tufts was elected mayor in 2015. His governing go- governing style. You can't even do it without <laughs> laughing. Be nice and no poopy talk. <laughs> no poopy talk. In 2018, I think we can all agree this was back in 2018 when I, you know, where this article was written. In, in 2018, um, they thought that they could agree that the world could use more Robert Tufts in higher offices. But and, yeah, and, and in case people are like, no freaking way, I have the article right here. On the Today Show, yeah, in his interview. So just be nice and no poopy talk, okay, guys? And no <laughs> poopy talk. That's no. my fun fact with Fuller today. <laughs> no poopy talk going into 2020. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Well, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for tuning in week in and week out. I mean, we, we would have you. no podcast without you guys, right? So, or well, you would. It would just we be would. No it would listeners. just be. <laughs> Out in cyberspace. What what, what fun is that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until next time, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.